Thank you for calling Open Up Financial Services. How may I help you? Okay. I'm more than happy to help you out with that today. All right, so let's get an application started for you. All right. How long have you been in business? Okay, that's cool. Doesn't have to be super long. So before we can see what we can do for you, we need to look at your Y score. Your Y score? Your Y score measures what you're really doing this for. Are you in it for the money? For the fame? Are you in it to make things better than what you found it? Let's take a deeper look. This is... This is Open Up Shop, the podcast, the podcast that documents the journey, 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 the journey of building and launching Open Shop, the small business geo marketplace. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Open Up Shop, the podcast. I am your host, EA Green, and we are here to document the journey of starting uh, your own business and making sure that we can conquer those obstacles by just getting started. All right, so if you heard the skit in the beginning of this episode, you hear that what we're talking about today is simply why. Why are you doing this? What makes you get up every day to want to conquer this, to make you want to keep going? And we are going to go dive deep and you know basically just really kind of push it and see why we should get started and why our why is important in order to keep it tied to our brand. All right, so for this episode I have Jen Brown, uh the CEO of the Engaging Educator and the founder of the Fearless Winston Salem uh workspace here in downtown Winston Salem and she is here today to really help us dig into why our why is so important to our brand and to our business. What's going on, Jen? Hey, not much. Happy to be here. Thanks I'm, for having me. I'm glad to, I'm glad we can work things out and finally get, kind of get this going. Uh, let everyone know. Tell everybody about yourself. Yeah, so about seven years ago, I started a business called The Engaging Educator, and I, I'm I call myself kind of an accidental entrepreneur Mm -hmm. because I was working at the Guggenheim at the time. I was an actor prior to that. And I realized that I was really good at actually presenting when I was speaking in the galleries. And I had uh, one of my bosses ask me to teach a presentation skills workshop to the other museum educators. And I was like, all right, it sounds cool. I was an actor for a long time. It's different. So I started teaching that to my fellow educators and I was like, well, I think I actually might have something here. So I'm like, whatever, this is a side hustle. Like I'll make extra money with it. And turns out that it was something that people actually really needed in the sense of using improv for communication, presentation and social skills. Okay. And I was a non-actor and a non-theater teaching professionals this. So we kind of blew up out of nowhere. Like we were in CBS as one of the top five places to take improv classes. We just kept filling up and selling out classes, which mm-hmm. was awesome and that i mean like what better way to to like actually start a business yes but i kept fighting it for so long in the sense of i'm like oh well this is just my side hustle it's just this thing i do (laughs) and the last like about three years ago i moved to winston and that's when i really started doing ee my other business full time okay and then I ended up selling some of my curriculum to the Center for Creative Leadership, Okay, getting cut a 
badass check. Hey. Like, yeah, right? Like, yeah, I mean, if something that started off as what you thought to be a side hustle to right? now, hey, this might be something bigger than that. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. It okay. was, and, and still to this day, like I still like get in my head a little bit sometimes, even when I got that like amazing check and like okay. opened Fearless. Mm-hmm. So Fearless is a women's collaborative collective and I basically strapped it to EE's back okay. with that check. And I was like, all right, I can do this for six months. Okay. And now here we are. It's almost a year. We're fully funded by members. And awesome. I seem to be the ac- accidental entrepreneur that has two businesses. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, I mean, I think we talked about it before we got on that sometimes you run into things, you know, you might do one thing in order to help you with one piece. Mm -hmm. And then everyone seems to be interested in that before, you know, you're saying, hey, well, I want you to look at what I have over here. But, you know, I think the best thing is seeing that opportunity Mm -hmm. and then catching it and then be able to actually see where it drives you. Absolutely. I think it's those, those moments that are just natural and those pivots that you take that actually take you to that place that you should be at. If you're listening, if you're paying attention. Right. Okay. So before we get into the themes today about, you know, knowing your why and how you should tie it to your business or to your, your brand, uh, can you let everyone know what helps get you started or what got you started? Originally, what got me started, I think, was the idea that I've never been the kind of person that that just does status quo, like working okay. for someone or I don't want to say I was a rebel, but I kind of was at the same time because <laughs> I'm like, oh, why do we have to do it this way? Here's the bigger, faster, stronger way of doing it. Right. So the the real thing that, that got me started, I was working at a nonprofit and a woman said to me, and I don't even know if this woman is still alive, if she, okay. is, she, was, she was my superior there. Right. And she said, life begins outside of your comfort zone. And that is such a, like a kitschy quote. It's all yes. over the place. Right. But in that moment, her, that context, right? Yeah, in yeah. that moment, her saying that to me, I was like, "Oh man, it does." <laughs> and now I'm like, "Oh my god, it's everywhere!" Like everyone says this. This yeah. is like a hashtag all, right, all right, entrepreneurs. Right. But in that moment, it was the first time I had ever heard it. Okay, and I, was I mean like, that's fine. I mean, yeah. yeah, that's that perception of, yeah. I mean, I completely get it mm-hmm. of where that it doesn't matter how many times someone mm-hmm. said it before. You know, no one. One person owns that, right? So, yeah, so it was like random woman at nonprofit gets me started, got me started. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank her, yeah. right? I mean, if Wherever you remember who you are, Aileen. <laughs> all right, um, all right. So let's get right into it. All right. So what we want to know is understanding or knowing what our why is. So can you, you know, maybe recap a little bit in terms of the um, it was and basically a story that you told me about mm-hmm. what how you kind of got into the engaging educator mm-hmm. and then how that pivot came into which is now fearless Winston Salem yeah I mean so my why has always been helping people like I'm I've taken like personality type test finally because everyone's like oh you're an iron oh. whatever <laughs> blah 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 I can't I, I can never remember right I can't remember <laughs> or like the skills finder or yeah. strengths finder whatever it's called and I know that I've always loved helping people so this idea of like empowering people to use their voice to their best of their ability was always my beginning I mean if you right. think about just that story of EE that I was just saying like I got asked to help museum educators be better educators. I got asked to help people speak in a better manner. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to do it. 
I hate speaking in the sense of like I've done three TEDx talks and I'm not a big yeah. fan of like going up in front of a big group. <laughs> which is so funny. Right? Which is so funny that, you know, you you come you kind of love what you do but mm-hmm. you hate doing it as I, well. I love helping people. I don't oh, okay. I don't okay. I don't I love helping like you be a better speaker. Yeah. I don't want to go out there. Oh, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh we just a quick just a quick story. It's a good I aside. met I met Jen at a venture cafe uh session where basically we're talking about public speaking. I've tried um other speaking classes and things of that nature and I just never never got it. It just I just it felt so rigid and I wanted to learn how to be a better storyteller more than being able to give a speech, you know, mm-hmm. which is more rigid. Uh so I met Jen there and we were in this huge room. I think it was like 30 by 30 by 30. It was it the cube, right? The stone the cube, cube yeah. right? And she's like telling us like I want you to, you know, stretch out and <laughs> yell at the top of your lungs so you're not mumbling anymore and different things of that nature and I Tried to actually, I tried to find you for like for months afterwards to see if I can find another class because mm-hmm. I was I was like I've never been in this situation before. And then when we met a couple of weeks ago before we recorded this episode, Jen kind of gave me a little recap and said, "Hey, like you know, you're doing this and you're doing that, and you need to stop using filler words." And I think I told you guys from the very very first episode that I am constantly trying to better myself or to kind of become a better speaker and i've can really owe that you know to jen oh that's nice it's you (laughs) and your hard work in the end and that's like literally this is the kind of human i am i'm like how can i help you help yourself yeah kind of thing and so so that's always been like making people better communicators making people better people and then when i got the chance to open fearless and i had that like oh i've got this check like i could be responsible and pay off my bills or at the same time, I could, and I don't have ten thousand dollars worth of bills. Yeah, I have more than ten thousand dollars. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. But I had this check, and it was ten grand, and it was cut to me at once. And I'm like, all right, this can help me renovate a space, okay. and this can help me empower more people. Do it at scale, basically. Because, yeah, through that, yeah. and and both in public speaking or just being the best version of you. Okay. Because at this point, with EE, we had already pivoted to helping mostly women. Okay. And not just like in the same way you just described, it's not about making people this like robotic storyteller. Yes. It's all about making you the best version of you. And sometimes that's in storytelling and public speaking and communications. And sometimes that's just being able to be recognized as who you are. And so that's like my why is always, always making people feel comfortable with who they are and helping them be. And I always say this, the you-iest version of you. (laughs) I mean, as, as weird as that may sound, I get it. It's true yeah. because if you think about it, we we spend a lot of time trying to emulate other people and especially exactly. as entrepreneurs we're right. like I want to be this person and it's like no 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 like you have to be you. Yeah. Like and you have to learn how I mean for me in my personal experience I have to learn how to switch coats yes. all the time. Yes. There you know there was actually a class that I took in uh in undergrad where the teacher wrote the book and it was like literally I'm going to teach you how to switch coats. Like you have to be able to you know have an elevator pitch mm-hmm. or be able to speak and provide a presentation without using, you know, yos mm-hmm. and sons. And, you know, that's my little New York coming out. <laughs> and you have to learn how to separate the two. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't change who you are, but it just prevents, you know, obstacles. I love that when you said, like, the switch coats, because yeah. it's still, like, 
you're still the same body underneath. Yeah, you're exactly. just wearing something different. Right. And the thing is, I mean, and here and there, like, you know, I've kind of uh, gained the the idea of change the culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, now I, you know, I'll throw a little yo in there, here and there, you know, just to kind of get them used to it because I'm going to be here. And so, that's you, though. Yeah. It's not like you're, you're. Cha- it's just that initial walking through the door sometimes. Right. Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've walked into spaces that we work with major companies in New York and, I can maybe drop the f bomb once in a while, but not until they know me. Yeah, yeah they have I to know me. They have to respect me. They have to understand, and then I can be like, "You guys are effed up right now," and because I, I just I don't know what your rating is on your show. I'll uh, I I hit explicit <laughs> language every time. Great. So, so, as long as it's not excessive, I think we'll be fine. Fantastic. So I've been working with like in the past, I've worked <laughs> with people, and they they have had some kind of public speaking coach beforehand, okay. and it's been the type of person that's like, "Okay, stand like this, move your head like." this make gestures in this box on your body and it's like that's 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 fucking messed up man. yeah 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 and i just i mean and i know i mean there's plenty of 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 people out there who do that and they look really well at doing sure. it Sure, but they're not you that's not that's not that's not you you got to be yourself and i mean that that has always been the cornerstone of my why is like having people feel comfortable okay. with the best version of who they are okay so with this, with Open Up Shop, we, you know, we really value transparency. Mm-hmm. So let's take a moment to let's discuss where maybe you kind of had a, you know, maybe on a downside of a situation. Maybe I'm sure there was ups and downs in your journey thus far. Mm-hmm. But can you tell us of, of a time where your why helped you? get out of that. Oh, my life's been perfect. What are you talking about? I'm joking. <laughs> oh my gosh. We, I was just talking to another entrepreneur about this, about okay. how many people like sugarcoat things. Yeah. And they're like, it's so wonderful. And I'm like, it's terrible sometimes. Right. I got, I got stories. So you say that I disappeared and I, I really did. I was going through really serious depression and I had just started medication for it. Mm-hmm. I was on a, a, a monthly basis actually, because okay. I was diagnosed with PMDD, which is, um, I don't... Basically, what ends up happening is you are emotionally affected to the point that you feel like another person during okay. your menstrual cycle. Okay. And so for me, it resulted in really serious depression where I was suicidal. Oh. I wasn't leaving the house. And then because it was such a drastic shift from the rest of my life for right. this one week, the rest of the month, I was scared of that one week. Okay. So I was like at home, not going out, meeting people, canceling classes, not networking. And I'm like, what am I doing to myself right now? Like I, and, and in that moment, I was right. like, like I'm not being comfortable enough with myself and with what I'm going through, but I had been teaching people for years to be mm-hmm. comfortable with who they were. Right. And here I am like hiding my depression from people, like once in a while going out on the networking circuit or teaching again and like smiling and just saying, oh, I'm super busy. Like, right. Ah. Okay. I understand. And, and that, that why of, of helping people be the UEest version of you, that I'm, fairly certain that's one of the reasons that I got out of it and got okay. help for it yeah. is because I'm like, I have to be, I have to own this. Like this is me. This is not like right now, this is something I'm dealing with. Okay. And if I get out of this, I will be a better person after it. Yeah. And that was gosh, almost two and a half years ago Understand. that I got diagnosed officially and, mm-hmm. and I'm now like going off my antidepressants. I'm starting to feel like myself again. Okay. 
And that was getting on them and getting comfortable with who I was, was another reason why I opened something like Fearless because we stigmatize so many things in yeah. life, especially as, as entrepreneurs, we want to look tough. We want to look right. perfect. We want to look perfect and right. squeaky clean and, right. and, uh, kind of sell all of the, the highlights. Yes. Right? And, and the low lights and the blooper reel is so much better than the highlights. Yeah. And that, that moment in my life of like, all right, well, if I open this space, and I create this place where people are comfortable being themselves, like not just classes where they're going to mm-hmm. be learning how to talk about themselves or learning how to communicate, but they can actually be themselves in this safe space. And women, especially okay. like that's going to, that that's going to help me. And it did. Cause I had somewhere to go every day. Yeah. I had to go to work every day. I had I to open the shop. Okay. Yeah. I, I get it. I get it. I, well, I, first I want to appreciate, I want to thank you for sharing that, yeah. you know, not too many people would. It's, uh, I mean, I think we should. I understand. Like, I think more people, and it's, I was talking to someone about this, that a lot of people say sometimes, I go to therapy and I'm on antidepressants and it's so trendy. And it's like, no, it's that's not why I share it. I share it because I'm like, there's a me out there yeah. right now that's like, oh, I, I wish I could do this thing that I used to do. Right, and who needs to hear something like that yes. to say, hey, you know, I had a budding business and things were going well. Yeah. I got that $10,000 check yep. that was cut at one, at one time. At one time. And, you know, and they tell you not to spend it all in one place. And I did anyway and did. bought a place. Yeah, I did. I <laughs> and, bought it. I did open a place. Yeah. And I can understand where, it, you know, there, sh- we need to show the, the balance of it mm-hmm. all, right. That when everything is shining and stuff like that, there's, you know, there's stuff back there that, you know, that really eats at people. And, you know, if there's someone out there that can hear that mm-hmm. and maybe that will give them that extra push. And then I think that's all worth it. And I think that's all like, like going back to that, like, when did my why help me out? Mm. That's like part of it is, yeah. is if I'm afraid to be myself, who the hell am I to say someone else has to be themselves? Okay. Like all that's right. very hypocritical. Yeah, I understand. All right. So I want to give a little piece of what, I guess one scenario of where my why kind of came into yeah. place. It's not as good as yours. Oh, stop it. It's <laughs> um, different. Yeah, Everyone's it's different. different. But um, this is so, it's so, it might seem so small, but when we first met, uh, this, uh, the application I was working on, which is now called Open Shop, and people may have heard me refer to it a couple of times, was called something else. Mm-hmm. And when, again, when you're working on something, for years and you know I had this idea when I was in grad school and, and loafed on it for a couple of years and then when I finally got the ball moving I was sold on a name and the name was called Sociable and the name was kind of like almost like an acronym it was S-O-S-H-O-P-L mm-hmm. right which is supposed to mean social shopping locally okay and like right everything was great yeah everything was was, was awesome and you know, it was unique. And what I realized, you know, when even though when I was like starting to pitch it, people liked it, but there was a little bit of pushback because just they, they just didn't, it didn't click. Cause mm-hmm. sometimes when you do a, an acronym, people want it to sound like something else. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those things where I, there was going to be an education factor to it. So where it really kind of gets balled down to it is that when I went to um, Wake Forest's uh, law program, like to kind of get help to, um, to get my name trademarked, mm-hmm. they did some research and 
I found out that after three years of having this name, that there was uh, a trademark out for a portion of the name. Oh no! And the it was I think they're I don't know, Wisconsin or something like that where oh, they had no. the trademark Sosh S O S H, and they were saying it was so close that most likely if I would have you know would have paid the money to get you know to look into it, mm-hmm. it would have gotten denied. So they were saying that I can either change the name mm-hmm. or um or basically contact them to see if they'll sell it to me or something like that. And the thing is, even though that's very, very small, all right, at that moment, like I was so attached to it that it really kind of like bummed me out. Cause yeah. I was like, everything else was going so well. And I bought domain names. Like I've done a whole bunch of things that kind of were tied to it. So there was some emotional attachment to it, to what I was looking to do. And then some financial attachment to it. And now, you know, it's a couple of hundred bucks. You know, I already have my LLC made and stuff. So I had to then, you know, contact the state of Delaware to get to get it changed formally and then mm-hmm. contact the IRS to get that changed. And then just a whole domino effect. And, you know, you when you and you're uh, bootstrapping something, a lot of times your budget is very tight. Oh, and yes. it was it just kind of bummed me out. And. Uh, reason why I kind of bring this up is that with my why, I realized that my why was more about providing infrastructure for people who are either budding entrepreneurs or people who are just started or people who are in different you know aspects of that. Mm-hmm. So what I realized was that I had to get to a place where I couldn't be fancy about certain stuff, mm-hmm. right? That as long as that the the core of what I was trying to build actually was still there mm-hmm. that I had to let everything like nothing else mattered. So, you know, we'll talk about it in another episode where, you know, we're kind of like where we went into a whole session and I had colleagues and oh, my fiance yeah. come in and, and we had it was like a f- five hour session to figure out the name open shop. And it was like a whole exercise. So I want to definitely do an, an episode later where we talk about like kind of what that exercise was like. Cause I was learned so much about yeah. it and how that kind of ties into your story and stuff like that. Well, stuff like that gets so hard because like when you're starting a business, I, yeah. I was talking to my, I was talking to my therapist about starting like EE and fearless and yeah. stuff. And I, I phrased it as like, it's like you're having a baby because right. it's, it's your child. Yes. And you, Brain some, child. right. And if someone does something to your child, you're like, <laughs> and the same thing with a business though. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you lose like a, a logo or, yeah. someone insults part of it right. or you have to change your entire name because right. some scony is doing it like, yeah it's, and the thing ugh. is and, and thing like and to, to add insult to injury like i was you know pitching it mm-hmm. as sociable i was doing so many things like again maybe it was like maybe eight months into formally you know, after i had the name where i finally kind of where they were, you know, everything kind of dropped on me. Mm-hmm. So there was just so much now. Like I, after I changed it, I had to then now start ed- re-educating people, yep. right? Re-pitching it, even though I'm, it's the same exact thing. You have to redo all that. I had work. to you had to redo everything, mm-hmm. and but I actually feel like I'm a lot. It's a lot better now because now when I call it open shop, people understand exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. They understand it. It makes sense when I say, "Hey, I want you to open shop and stuff like that," and you know. I, actually was a blessing in disguise. So when you learn and like have those things happen and you redo it, it's like you, you, you have that knowledge. It's like, if I could go back, 
with the knowledge that I have right. and redo everything. Like that's how I feel with fearless. I'm yeah. like, I'm not making the same mistakes I did with EE. I'm making all new ones. Right. Right. So. right. Yeah. It's about the grind and mm-hmm. that chase, excuse me, the chase of getting to perfection. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm, I'm, maybe perfection is the wrong word to use. Whatever but that to is. Kinda, to to kind of get that to that pinnacle of, you know, that top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, like that chase, like once you fall in love in that chase, like that also helps kind mm-hmm. of perpetually like push your why. Absolutely. All right. So one of the last things I want to get into before we wrap up is um, adapting. All right. And then basically if, if it has your why changed, mm-hmm. right. And reason why it's kind of a two parter about first has your why changed since you started with EE to fearless. And even from when you started fearless to now, because mm-hmm. it's almost a year Yeah. or, and why is it important to connect your why to your business or to your brand, um, and why the why is that so important? Yeah, so my why has totally changed. Okay. Clearly, um, I started off with helping museum educators, yes, and just bettering themselves, bettering their voices, and then it moved into everyone, mm-hmm. and then it moved into specifically helping women, mm-hmm. and that why it was like, how am I going to help women take up space? How am I going to help women move forward in their careers and their professions and lives? And yes, it's still about being the UES version of you. Okay. It just went into more specific, I guess. So my why didn't like do a 180. It just narrowed in even tighter. And that's happened with Fearless too. Like in the beginning, I mean, EE is helping women with their voices and Mm -hmm. we work in co-ed environments clearly, but our big mission is like helping women be more confident. Right. If you think about fearless, well, clearly I run something like that because it's a women's organization, a clubhouse of sorts. Yes. In the beginning with fearless, I thought we were going to be more like Skillshare, doing fun classes, Mm -hmm. having rentals, like making this beautiful New York-esque space so people could rent the space. Yeah. I never once thought we would have the community that we have. Okay. Like we have almost 3,300 people on Facebook that follow us. We're fully sustainable just by membership. That's awesome. And not even follow us. They're part of our group. Yeah. So I think I looked in the last 28 days in impressions. We had like 30.7 thousand impressions in the last 28 days. That's awesome. And just in our group. Yeah. And it's like – my why has gone from helping people with their voice, helping women with their voice, helping you be the youiest version of you. And then it's like this community aspect almost mm-hmm. right now in the sense of we're helping each other. Okay. Be, we're helping the person next to you be the youiest version of them or be the themiest version of them. <laughs> The, thing, the funny thing is, like, I am following. You get it, com- right? I'm completely right? following. So it's not just about me anymore. Yeah. It's about me helping you and you helping me, and and we we are helping this person over here. Right. So I think that that transition that's happened is because I recognize the strength of the community that needed this, mm-hmm. and how we can be so much more mm-hmm. if we're working together. Again, I'm like full of the cheesy quotes today, like we're stronger together, <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. Like the fact, I mean, today the Confederate monument was taken down and some of the members of, um, get hate out of Winston are part of fearless and yeah. they've held, held meetings here. And it's like, 
I celebrated just as much as if I were part of it because one of the fearless members was really part of it. Right. And it's like, I felt her accomplishment. Right. And not in a way where I'm like, oh, it was me. I was like, I'm so proud of you right now. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, cause the thing is, it, I get it. It's kind of like transferable, right? Yeah. Where it's like, you know, they felt comfortable enough to come to your, to the space to yes. have a meeting. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, even though you might not have thought explicitly, like, I'm going to help people, mm-hmm. you know, uh, take down racist you know, statues. Take down ra- racist statues <laughs> and things of that nature. But the thing is, like, it still comes back to you helping that person. Right. And, and, and us helping each other. Yeah. So, like, a smaller example of that is, is, and then before I get on to the next part of your question, cause I'm like ruminating on that, not vamping for time, ruminating, but right. ruminating. A woman was like, she's a stay at home mom and she always wanted to write. So she joined the group yeah. and she went to a writing class and then she went to a web, like a WordPress class. Yeah. Okay. And she posted last night, she's like, I started writing. I started a blog. I created it myself on WordPress and I made it live. And I want to thank all of you for pushing me along the way. And I'm like wow. getting choked up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's something as big as like getting rid of this Confederate statue to a woman's starting a blog yeah. and just putting it out to the world. And it's like, yeah. we're all doing this together. So mm-hmm. it's less about me helping you and more about us helping each other right. and making this like environment happen, okay. both in Fearless and in EE. Yes. And I think the um, the idea of <laughs> it being your brands in there yeah. it, and, and having your why be part of your brands, because brands are so authentic, right? Okay. Or have to be so authentic, I should say. Not yes. all of them are. Yeah. You have to believe in it. And if you're passionate about it, if you feel, if you're, you're like, I am so connected to this, you will be successful. Right. If you care about what you're doing and you can show it through your brand, through your words, through when people meet you, 100% success is guaranteed. If you are just doing it because you're going to make a bunch of money at it or you're just doing it because, oh, you're just good at it. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Okay. I if get you believe saying. it, if you feel it, like I am, I am a, um, I, I joke that I'm a chronic connector. Like I love connecting people with good ideas mm-hmm. and people read my Twitter feed or they see my Instagram or they hear me writing on or see me writing on the fearless Facebook group. And then they meet me in person and they're like, you are the same person. Right. Like you're the exact same person. It's which like, you should be. Which you should be. But right. many people are not. Yeah. Like I eat, breathe, sleep. Like I want right. to help people. Right help each other. Right. And yeah. So we're going to wrap up this conversation and we're going to come back and we are going to summarize everything and we're going to get out of here. But let's take a quick break. And we're back. All right. So we are going to wrap up today's conversation about knowing your why and why it's so important to connect it to your business or to your brand. All right. So Jen, uh, the next segment that we have is called concept startup growth, which is basically a summary of what we spoke about. Um, you can, I mean, basically we're looking at different stages of different things. So you can look at it from the theme that we talked about, or you can put in the con- the, the space of people who might be in a concept stage, startup stage, mm-hmm. and, and so forth. So first, we're going to go into concept. So when it comes to knowing your why, how can someone, I guess, not necessarily plan it, or how can someone start start identifying it? I think really see what fires you up what lights you up. You can tell when people are talking. And mm-hmm. I, I always suggest to people like word vomit, 
get everything out there. Whether you word vomit, like you're talking to another person and you're recording yourself on your phone, mm-hmm. you're writing it down. Okay. And what do you keep going back to? Okay. What do you keep like, like when you talk about it, you feel excited and you start right. moving your arms around yeah. and you, your voice goes crazy. <laughs> like yeah. that's, that's the start of your why. Okay. It may not be your perfect why. Right. That's what you should start digging into okay. because that is where, that's where your passion is going to be. That's where you're going to be able to, no matter the ups or the downs as being an entrepreneur, you'll keep going because if you're passionate about it, like there have been days this week that I've been like, I'm selling both my businesses because yeah. I'm so exhausted. Right. But the why is what keeps me going. Yeah, so if you're in concept, like that's like get everything out and see what lights you up. Okay. All right. So we're going to get into the next portion uh, with startup. Mm-hmm. So with this, in regards to executing your why, right? Or basically you've, you, you know, have one or you feel like this is what it is and you are starting your business. Like, how do you make sure that you maintain the integrity of your why or like things of that nature? I like to think your why is like a lens that you're seeing everything through. Okay. So when you're doing startup, your goal a lot of time in startup is like get as much exposure, exposure as possible, get as much money, like get your concepts out there, talk to as many people, like get that social capital going. Mm -hmm. And it, in the beginning, like I definitely took jobs that I wouldn't take now mm-hmm. because I was starting and okay. I had to. I always filtered them through my why. Okay. Like even if there was someone I didn't want to necessarily work with or a project I didn't want to take on, it was like, okay, am I helping people be a better version of them? Okay. Yes. Or how can I spin this? Okay. So I am. And so in that, that sense of startup, like keeping that integrity, like see it more as a lens mm-hmm. rather than a structure. Because then when you're looking at things like through a lens, you can find those things that really connect mm-hmm. and you don't have to try to like smash everything into it. Okay. So even if it's the spin of the after of like, mm-hmm. like I'm all about like low hanging fruit first of course. when you're starting a business, like yeah. make money, get yourself out there. Sustain yourself. Exactly. Okay. And if you're looking through that lens, then you're going to see just about everything as your why or as a connection to it. If you're putting it in this like really tight, like it has to do A, B, C, X, Y, Z, it's not going to stay in your why or you won't take the job. Right. Okay. All right. And now the last portion is growth. So with this is about adapting or maintaining your why, right? Or um, in a sense where, you know, you may, may, maybe you picked up a client and you thought it was, you know, it, it matri- met your criteria mm-hmm. and now it's not. So what would you, what would, I mean, that's just an example, but. Yeah. What do you think um, next? I think in the sense of like growing, you, you do two things. You refine your why even more. So you might expand it. Mm-hmm. I've definitely expanded my why a lot more than I thought. I never thought I would be working with other entrepreneurs. Like I work at Winston Starts. I help out scalable businesses. I coach a lot of entrepreneurs in the sense of like business coaching, not necessarily presentation skills. Okay. So it, it fits though because my why has grown okay. so much. And then at the same time, I've refined it. Okay. So I'm helping women. Yeah. I'm, I'm not necessarily helping everyone anymore. That's yeah. not to say I won't take on a male client. <laughs> That's to say. I think it, that was a plug for me. Right? Everybody. Well, I, I mean, I have a ton of male clients. Yeah. It's just a matter of when I'm helping people, I have to help someone who's going to do the work. Okay. I've, I've helped people in the past, like that client that, that doesn't fit me. Yeah. And I, I try, I, he won't be listening to this so I can say it. 
if someone doesn't fit my why, I charge an asshole tax. Got it. And I charge them more. Okay. And then they have to pay more. All if right. someone fits my why, I'm like super flexible with cost. Yeah. And like, if someone comes to me and they're like, <laughs> I need help, here's my budget. I know you're laughing, but it's like <laughs> real deal. No, I mean, I, 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 so I respect it. All right. Well, that, that is awesome. I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad that we, you know, we got through that. Um, and I'm pretty sure we're well over, but I want to thank okay. you, Jen, Sorry. for, uh, <laughs> you know, taking the time out of your busy schedule and, you know, just, indulge in this whole conversation. It was definitely a great conversation. Thank you for having so, me. No problem. Can you let everyone know where they can find you? They can find me at uh, on Instagram at, at yes and Jen Brown. They can find me on Twitter at Jen. My last name's kind of ridiculous. My maiden name, Ola Nichek, but okay. you can figure out how to spell that. You can yeah. join Fearless Winston-Salem, the right. engaging educator, anything like that. Okay. Yeah. And of course, I, and like I do always, I'll add that into the show notes where you can you know see where her her socials are, her websites are. All right, now go get your journey started and build your idea, project, or business. But just remember, all you have to do is open up shop. Peace. <laughs>